You know, and we all have our 15 minutes of fame, and I'd like to take a couple of my 15 minutes to talk about the rights and the wrongs in the world of professional wrestling. This match is for the ECW World Heavyweight Championship! Welcome to the Rights and Rawls of Pro Wrestling Podcast. This is your host, Mr. Dave. I am uh, introing this because it is done just slightly different than what the uh, normal podcast would be. Uh, in this particular one, as you already saw in the title, we have uh, the pretty badass uh, Women of Honors Kelly Klein joining me on the show. Uh, I caught up with Kelly at a uh, recent event. Um, that took place here in Georgia. If you are a, uh, a viewer uh, familiar with our stuff, if, you know you would uh, stop by the Women's Pro Wrestling Network on YouTube. Uh, if you haven't done it, please do. You need to go by there because we put up all sorts of great matches and, uh, of course, podcasts like this and, and reviews and whatnot. But uh, in any case, when she came in, she uh, took on the Queen of the Southeast, Stormy Lee, which. Uh, that match is up and available for free, so you're not not having to pay for anything off of that one. It's a free match, uh, and after that match, when she and uh, Storm Lee took on what was a pretty hard hitting match, I mean they they someone's nose actually got busted in there and uh, got knocked loopy, and uh, I won't go into it, but you you have to watch watch that to kind of see that go down. But after that one, after everything got cleaned up and she uh, kind of settled down, uh, Kelly and I uh, took to the to a hallway uh, right down Russell's Alley, I guess I would call it, because the, there were a bunch of wrestlers kind of walking in and out. Uh, but we sat down and we talked about her career and uh, and her time in wrestling, her her, uh, her ventures outside of wrestling, which she has quite a few, and uh, you know what exactly her aspirations and goals and you know all that good stuff that that you would want to hear in anyone's podcast and when you're going into uh the career of uh kelly klein as if you aren't aware she has transitioned from a former persona uh, some of you may remember or know her as mary elizabeth monroe but long are the long gone are the days of mary elizabeth monroe she has uh, kind of put that to the side and she is going into a more aggressive stronger uh, certainly tougher opponent as she remains undefeated as I am recording this right now. She is still undefeated in the women of wrestling. I mean, excuse me, not women of wrestling, but women of honor, the women's division in ring of honor. And they are pulling in new women every day. And, and as they have come, they have all fallen to the uh, end of the match. Her her signature uh, front face guillotine, which, which is exactly that is the end of the match once she latches it on and um she is really on fire and we would talk about the uptick in her career 
So I, I just want to put that out there that if you are used to listening to these podcasts, I normally go into different segments. We do the uh, fantasy booking and I do random questions or whatnot. But this one is a full blown interview. So and I may sound a little bit different because I am off mic. Uh, she held the microphone for, for the duration of this so that we can make sure that we get her and we got her very cleanly. Uh, you will be able to hear me, but I but I will sound uh, slightly distant, but I am audible, so don't worry about that. So, with that being said, uh, thank you for tuning into the podcast. If you haven't followed us on our various platforms, please do. Women's Pro Wrestling Network, you can find us all the way around. WPN Wrestling on our website, WPNWrestling.com. Uh, Women's Pro Wrestling Network on Facebook. And, of course, on Twitter, WPN Wrestling, uh, we are... Finally, finally starting to do something with that. So that's that's fun. Uh, and your follows and your likes and your subscribes on all of those platforms helps out a great deal. It keeps this stuff going. It keeps everything that we do from recording the matches to the podcast and reviews to being able to get these uh, docu-style sit-down interviews. Which, by the way, uh, Kelly um, took part in that as well. So this is kind of a dual interview that we got going on here. We got the podcast interview. For those of you that want to listen to this on the go, you can download that MP3 on iTunes and Podbean. And uh, for those that enjoy our YouTube channel, you will uh, be able to see this and see her, which uh, which is always nice, uh, on there talking about the, the same thing. So whichever your preference is, we'll have that available for you. Uh, but all roads lead to WPNWrestling.com. If you want to find our, our multiple platforms, please go there. That is a, a good place for you to be able to identify all of our stuff. So without further ado, this is... Kelly Klein. We are here. This is a little bit different than the uh, normal audio podcast that I would do with uh, Pretty Badass, Miss Kelly Klein. First thing, for the benefit of those that are looking, your name, where you're from. I am Kelly Klein, the Pretty Badass, from Cincinnati, Ohio. All right, so now we're going to start with this. Once upon a time, Kelly Klein existed under a different persona, uh, someone that enjoyed rainbows and, <laughs> and things of colorful nature. Uh, can you talk about this, this individual for a second? Um, so I used to wrestle under the name Mary Elizabeth Monroe, and it was um, you know, still me as a big part of uh, my personality, and I kind of evolved um, through wrestling with just kind of my my love of the sport and love of just positivity and um, just wanting to have fun and compete. So, um, you know, that was just where I was really um, embracing that, that part of my personality. Why the change? <laughs> I wanted for a while to um, explore more the side of me that is um, more aggressive and intense and competitive. And I also wanted to be able to wrestle under my real name. I felt like, um, particularly as I as I grew as a wrestler and an athlete, um, my my style evolved in a way that was more aggressive. I I was um, feeling comfortable there, and I I didn't feel like I didn't feel like Mary Elizabeth Monroe fit that anymore. Um, I felt more more at home being myself um, as far as using my my real name and that was something that um I felt just fit better so I had the opportunity when I started working for Ring of Honor to um 
<clears throat> kind of have that sort of rebirth um, where I could make that that switch. And it was just um, a good opportunity to do that. And I knew that if I started um, going going forward and, and getting to take advantage of opportunities like Ring of Honor, um, I wasn't really going to have another good opportunity to make that change. Uh, you were also one time a uh, lost member of the Hatfield or McCoy, so thank you. You were a Hatfield. I was a Hatfield. Okay, now how did that even come about? Um, that was just a um, kind of a... I don't know, a reawakening of, of the feud. So it was um, kind of me taking on the, the the name of my ancestors, so to speak, um, where Jesse Bell was representing her ancestors, the McCoys, and um, we were, you know, kind of revisiting that age-old feud um, down there in West Virginia. Okay. Now, uh, let's, let's rewind the clock of your career a bit. Of all the things, you, you actually do a lot of things. I do. Uh, outside of the wrestling, there you got you know, charitable, orga charitable organizations going on. You have uh, acting that you've participated in. You've re-signed up school. Mm -hmm. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so of all the things in the world that you do and that you could be doing, why on earth would you get in a business such as professional wrestling? So I got into professional wrestling um, in a way, I don't know, I, in a way on accident, but in a way maybe it was kind of kismet. I was, I grew up as an athlete. I was always um, competitive. I always enjoyed um, a lot of physical activities. I also grew up um, in theater and entertainment. Um, I trained in, in a lot of styles of dance. I trained in music. Um, I studied acting. So um, through high school in particular, I was always being forced to choose in particular between softball and theater. And I, I loved softball. I was a pitcher. I took private lessons in pitching. I went to um, speed seminars. I went to um, a hitting coach. Um, it was actually, I was, I was the only female that, that he ever coached in hitting. Um, so it was like, you know, it was kind of a, a it was, I was decent at it. I was kind of putting a lot into it, but I also was um, part of uh, University of Cincinnati's um, College Conservatory of Music's preparatory department where I was um, taking elevated theater, dance, and um, music and voice classes and things like that. So when I was... Um, just after high school, I was singing in a band in Cincinnati, and one of my coworkers at a restaurant I worked at invited me to see um, his wrestling show in return for me asking everybody I worked with to come see my band. So I said, okay, what the heck, I'll go. I didn't even know that there was local wrestling, and um, I got my guitarist and then a friend of mine to go see the show, and it was um, Heartland Wrestling Association, and the first time I saw the show, I never had a moment where I was like, oh, I want to come back and watch this and be a fan. It was from that very first event, I was trying to figure out how to get in the ring. How do I do that? So I was asking around and trying to get some information, which was not really easy to do. Um, and it took a few months. I finally was able to find 
<clears throat> kind of a way to, to get in and start training. Um, eventually I made my way to HWA where I was able to train and then, um, I just, I loved it. I, I just never, never looked back. So yeah. now I have to ask because you brought it up. Do you still sing? Yes, I do. My, I, I'm not in a band. Um, I, that's really, that's difficult because aside from just my crazy schedule, um, to be part of a band, you have to a get several people who can line up their schedules and b um, it's ideal if you can get some people who really work well together. And, um, I've had a couple of times where I've had um, a group of people where we've worked well together. Um, there's a project that I recorded with um, some of my, my musical colleagues that is available online that's um, it's pretty cool. And um, so I've been able to do that. And then other than that, I've, I've done some musical theater. I've, I've um, taught private voice lessons, and I am currently finishing my vocal music education degree. I also competed with a choir at the World Choir Games. We won silver, and then I sang with the same choir on stage at Carnegie Hall, so no big deal. So now it's kind of cool. <laughs> all these things that you do, wrestling, I mean, that, 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 I, mean I can I understand the appeal. It's a, you know, it's a great source of entertainment. I really I do, but you are, you are multifaceted, apparently. And, you know, since you say it's online, are we going to plug this this uh, project that you have online? You, you can you can find it. Um, it's called One Hundred Different Spellings. Cut, copy, paste is the project. Um, I know it's on Bandcamp, and I want to say I can't remember if it's on iTunes um, or if another project by um, the sound engineer is on maybe on iTunes. But um, if you look up. A hundred different spellings, um, options, and cut, copy, paste. You, you'll you'll find it. I mean, it'll you'll track it down. <laughs> okay. Now, uh, I guess I should stick with the wrestling for a little while. So I'm gonna go back into the world of wrestling with you. Um, people would probably most know you today from Ring of Honor slash Women of Honor, which you have been destructive, and in some cases, it's downright mean. So, uh, and I don't get any of that vibe right now, maybe because I'm not standing across the ring from that one. No. You might feel a little different if you're in the ring. But, uh, okay, this, this juggernaut that you've become, uh, where, where did this, this come from? Because I don't remember that style as uh, Mary Elizabeth Monroe. I don't, I don't quite recall that. Um, I it got to the point where... So in Ring of Honor, um, already it's it's known for its wrestling, and it's it's known as you know being on the forefront and um, you know representing some of the best wrestling in the world. So um, that's already, in a way, um, there's there's some pressure there to to really step it up, and I had an opportunity there, and um, I. Every, every day I'm working to continue to be worthy of that opportunity and to um, kind of keep that, that opportunity. So I'm always striving to be better. And that was, that was somewhere where, you know, it's in, in the independent circuit, 
you're you're just always kind of working to 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 work and to get better and to get experience but it's all um, so disjointed in a lot of ways that um, one thing doesn't necessarily relate to the other but this is something where I'm I'm in one place um, and I can really put my stamp on it and um, have that focus and just be competitive so um, you know I, I have that that competitive side of me that I'm really tapping into to um, keep moving forward and, and, you know, stay, stay there, stay in that position and, and okay. keep going. Ring of Honor has basically forced you to step up your game. Uh, hence, probably the inclusion of, did you, the, the finish that you use now, was that specifically something that you adapted once you went into Ring of Honor, or is, you know, I, I believe they called it the end of the match. I called it the end of the match. Oh, okay, sorry. I'm I'm responsible for that. Um, <clears throat> that was a a finishing maneuver I had been actually using um, for at least a year. For at least a year prior to um, my Ring of Honor tryout. <clears throat> maybe a little bit more. Um, so I did have some help adapting it to make it more devastating, um, just as far as, um, the specifics of how I, how I, um, apply the pressure, but, um, it was, it was something I had been doing and I was able to, um, to keep that and kind of adapt it to, to what I'm doing now. Um, and there was, I mean, it's, it's a really, it's a good maneuver. So there was no reason for me to, you know, get rid of that. But that was something I'd been, I'd been using. Um, and, you know, really, <clears throat> I, I get, I get a lot of guidance and feedback and I've got a lot of great resources there, but I'm very fortunate in that I'm able to, um, really kind of develop, um, my, my move set and my my style um, with what what I feel really comfortable with, and I can you know kind of bounce ideas off of people and and see what works and try different things and and get um, <clears throat> you know sometimes people have ideas for me that they'll share and then I'll kind of work it into what I'm doing, but um, it's all kind of you know I'm able to to put the whole thing together and and make it my own. Influence in a little bit. Um, I'm I'm training in boxing. I'm gonna start um, training with a Muay Thai coach, so um, you'll see probably more and more of that. Um, right now, um, <clears throat> I've I've had it's kind of funny. Like when I, I I really feel good about what I'm doing when I have people who um, like study jujitsu who ask me um, like, hey, do you you know do you do jujitsu because they can see that the things that I'm, I'm doing, um, they can see that it's, you know, legitimate and I, and I know what I'm doing. So, um, while I don't formally study jujitsu, um, the influences that I use, um, you know, it's, it's nice to know that, that people who know what they're talking about are, are seeing it and, you know, acknowledging that, that I'm, what I'm doing and what I'm choosing to do, I'm, I'm making sure that I do it right. Boxing, singing, wrestling, acting. Is there something that's off of this list that we're not aware of? 
Oh. Four things right there. You and forgot. You informally jujitsu. You, want to <coughs> you forgot. You forgot softball, of course. Um, I mean, I've I've done at least at some point. I've I've tried just about everything. Um, I mean, if we want to, just for like fun little um, little known facts, I used to compete in horseback riding for a few years. Um, so I got to do that. It just it was something where um, when I got to high school, it, the the time and money um, made it difficult, and I, I needed you know I wanted to be able to focus on school. So um, I was always kind of having to to choose um, you know what I really wanted wanted to do. But I I was very fortunate that I got an opportunity to really try just about everything. I, I competed in swimming when I was younger. Um, when I was really little, I did soccer, but I didn't like it because when you're little, you're just like in a swarm kicking each other's shins. I didn't like that. But when I got older and I could watch, you know, other people once they knew what they were doing, I was like, oh, this is a really cool sport. But by that point, I had um, I'd really um, geared towards softball, which I love. And I, I coach um, I coach high school fast pitch softball sometimes. So still get to stay in that. Career goals in wrestling. Are there any short term goals or long term goals? <clears throat> Well, I definitely short term, um, I'm, I'm loving where I am with Women of Honor and it's, um, we've made it through our first year and have been uh, really building some traction and momentum. So I, I really want to be a part of building Women of Honor to where it is um, just a stable kind of thing. Um, so I, I really want to see Women of Honor build and grow. And um, I, I also want to, because I do love wrestling, I love everything about wrestling. Um, so I'm trying to learn more about uh, other aspects of it so I can learn about writing and learn about um, just the booking and the business side and, um, you know, maybe learn more about you know, commentary and, and other, other aspects where um, – when I'm not regularly active in the ring, I can still be very active within wrestling and, and do a lot with that. You are very well planned and pretty well spread out as far as your <laughs> talents, goals, and uh, things that you're aiming to do. Uh, if there is a fantasy booking that exists in the world for Kelly Klein, what's that booking? As far as an opponent, as far as an opponent, or storyline, I'm like you know we'll, we'll we'll broaden it up. So you you take your oh choice. Oh boy, if it was a storyline or opponent or both. That's oh my goodness, um, that's a really challenging question. Good. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, I mean. Really, some of the women that I would love to get in the ring with um, are, are like Allison Danger and Sarah Del Rey and some of the original women of honor. Um, so it's kind of, you know, Allison Danger doesn't isn't active in the ring anymore. So, you know, there are some things where I'm like, man, I wish, you know, I would have had the opportunity to do that. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Well, you know, 
that's my job to stump you from time to time. Yeah, I, I think I, I just, I never really have a, a really great answer um, because, and part of the reason now is there are so many really amazing women out there. Um, and that's, that's even just limiting myself to female opponents. I really always just want to work with people who would make me better. Um, I'm a little bit like I, I've trained with Les Thatcher and, um, I'm, he tells stories sometimes about several years ago when he was running training and he would get in the ring with the guys. Um, and he's still, he'll, he'll get in the ring a little bit, but not as much as he used to. So I'm a little jealous of stuff like that, where, you know, some of these, um, you know, really talented wrestlers that I could learn so much from, you know, that I've missed the opportunity, but there are a lot of really talented people now. So, um, to me, it's, it's always, who can I get in there and who can I learn from? Well, you know, <laughs> you, you mentioned something in that statement that, uh, you like getting into the ring and kind of learning from, uh, the people that you, you're working, but technically speaking, you're a vet. Now, how long, how long have you been, what was your debut year? So that's, um, I'll be really candid about that. Even, you know, it's that the year thing doesn't really matter in a lot of ways. Um, because technically if we're just looking by dates, I've been in wrestling for like 10 years, but if you compare the hours training, the hours working, um, the level and quality of training and matches from person to person, it's going to vary greatly. So for me, I feel like, um, I got, I got some training when I started and then I kind of was, was sort of I don't know, like floating. Um, I was I was trying to learn where I could, but I I didn't have a regular um, training facility um, for a long time. And um, with with a lot of different things in life um, that I had going on, um, there were times where I was not as active in wrestling. I wasn't um, always training full time. I wasn't always wrestling um, as often and full time. So that's just a really misleading way to look at it. Um, there are, there are some women who have technically been in the business for fewer years than I have, who, um, I feel surpassed me at one point. Now that doesn't mean I haven't caught up to them, um, because I worked really hard to do that. But, um, on the other hand, there are some women who have been in the business much longer than me. And this, this, this isn't just women. This goes, you know, with the men as well. Um, there are people who've been in the business much longer than I have, but they have not had the, um, the amount and the quality of training and experience that I've had. So while maybe they're, you know, they've been around longer, that they may not um, know more than me. So it's, that's just, I don't know. It's like a really tricky area where I have respect for people who, who have come before me, but that doesn't always mean, um, that they're the ones in every case that, um, have the most experience. So to me, there are people who 
I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go up to some of these women and be like, well, I've been in the business longer than you have. So I'm in charge of this. Um, or I know more than you, because I know that's just, it's just not always the case. It's just so drastically varies for so many different reasons, um, between every person. So I, I don't know. I don't know if I'll ever feel like a vet. So it's kind of, <laughs> Would it or does it surprise you? I don't. I don't know if anyone uh, uh, comes up to you like, oh my gosh, you can't. You know, uh, as far as you know, your fellow workers, mm -hmm. you just talked about not presenting yourself in that way. But on the reverse end, first let me start. Have you had newer girls come up like, you know, yes, decline? I have, and it's always very surreal to me because I I feel like I'm just me. And I'm still every day trying to get better and trying to learn more. Um, so when I have girls come up to me and, and, you know, I introduce myself and they're like, I know who you are and I've watched all your matches and I know your moveset. I'm like, well, first of all, that's, that's very, you know, that's really cool of them. You know, if they know they're going to work with me to, um, to do their research and I still do that, but with newer girls, sometimes there isn't any research I can do if it's not out there. So, you know, more often with real, really new girls, I'm going in totally blind, like knowing nothing about them, um, because it just isn't out there. And then they're coming in there and they know, you know, all my matches and they know what I'm doing, which is, I, I think, you know, the right thing to do when you, if you can, if you know what's going on, um, with someone that's, that's a good thing to do. But um, just to be prepared, and that's in anything. Um, but yeah, I mean, when when somebody who you know maybe is from like across the country or or wherever, and they know who I am, it's I don't know. I don't I don't think that'll ever get to where I'm like, oh yeah, of course, this is totally normal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't. I, that's just because I'm still always like, okay, but I'm. I'm just doing my thing and trying to get better and I'm just me. So I don't know. It's, I try, I kind of, I think I always kind of try to be gracious, but I probably sometimes look a little like, what, <laughs> what's going on? Well, I mean, let's be honest now. You, you are in a fairly coveted spot. Mm -hmm. uh, Ring of Honor has positioned and elevated uh, careers. I would say that yours is probably in there right along the line with anyone else that has walked through those doors. Mm -hmm. So I know that some of the, you know, the girls may have come up to you like, oh, my God, you know. Yeah, and, and, I, and that's one of the things that I totally respect, the fact that I, I am in, in a position um, that while it's not, it's not luck in that, I trained hard and I worked hard and I went and I did the tryout and I, and I kicked butt at the tryout. Um, so it's not like it just fell into my lap. I had to work for it. But at the same time, I'm the one that got that position. And that doesn't mean that I'm the only person in the world that could have filled that position. It's just the way the circumstances were that I was the one that, that got it. Um, and, and gets to be there. And, and so that's why I say like, I'm, I'm working all the time to, to keep that because I, I do, um, I do realize that that's, that means something. Um, and I think that that's also why it, 
we're doing something that's really great for women's wrestling. And I know when I was first starting out and like they, I remember when they started the knockouts division and I remember when, um, wrestlelicious as short lived as, as it was, that stuff was happening. And when you're trying to look to the future and you're training for, um, hopefully future opportunities, you're paying attention to what's happening and you're seeing, you know, what's happening with, um, you know, like if, if I was watching like the, the TNA knockouts or if I was watching, um, the, the women on ring of honor when they had matches with Alice in danger and Sarah Del Rey, um, and, and you're paying attention to, okay, what's WWE doing with their women? That's what are the opportunities that are available? So, when something like this women of honor thing starts up, it's just showing all these other women that, okay, there are like, there's something out there and there's more out there and it's growing and it's building. And these are other possible avenues. So, um, so yeah, if they're serious and they're, and they're working for something, then they, they are going to pay attention and see what's going on and then, um, what's there and how do I get there? Side note, yes, I, I will never forget talking to Mistress Belmont, and she basically put the impact for the knockouts division in perspective. She said, For people like me, it gave me hope because mm -hmm. at the time, the WWE Divas division wasn't quite leaning towards that. Mm -hmm. uh, not the wrestlers, anyway, they were, they were more model friendly mm -hmm. opposed to that. And then all of a sudden, the knockouts came along and they were just pulling women off of the mm -hmm. indie, so. Absolutely. Uh, it was it was the one line that stuck with me. Like it gave it gave girls like me hope. So, mm -hmm. oh, well. And it, and it did. And and I remember um, there were a lot of women that went through WWE and and when it was WWF who were really good wrestlers, but they didn't get the opportunity to do that all the time. So when you're watching this stuff and you're going, okay, they're doing a pillow fight. Is that what I want to do? You know, that doesn't mean that a lot of those women didn't work hard for their craft and didn't know how to wrestle. Um, and it doesn't mean they weren't cashing checks cause they were, and they had a job and that's great. But I kind of, you know, I'm watching that and wishing, well, but I want there to be an opportunity or I want there to be a place for something else. And I think there's a place for a lot of different things and there should be, but, um, you know, yeah, for a while, there, there was kind of only one, one thing going on. And if you didn't fit that, then sorry, there's nothing for you. Yeah. So when, when there are all, the more everyone's successful, then the more opportunities there are, the more variety and the more possibilities there are for everybody. Cause we're all different and we should be. Um, and so there, there needs to be these, these roles for everybody. Uh, lastly, reset that real quick so I can get this question in. All right, there we go. All right. So, lastly, for those who have not either seen you perform, uh, have for whatever reason not caught Ring of Honor or seen some of your yeah, shame on silly. That. <laughs> uh, the ones that haven't seen your work on on YouTube because you, you have a plethora of matches out there. I do. Did you see what Colby Carino said today? Is that what you said, plethora? No. Oh, he he said he he um he was thanking Bob Evans for um, helping 
in, in, you know, helping him throughout his career. And he used the word plethora. And I, and I asked him if Bob taught him that word. So I wondered if you <laughs> had no, seen I, that, had caught that. <laughs> a, a vast uh, resource of interesting but useless tidbits. You're just a cornucopia of vocabulary, That's are you? If there's one thing wrestling has taught me over the years, it's just random words like that. <laughs> Listen to Bobby Heenan and Jesse Ventura. They, they did it. Mm-hmm. And Monsoon. Yeah, oh, uh, yeah. Um, you could go on. We could go on and on. <laughs> uh, so for those, yeah, you, you got a, a slew of matches out there. But if for the off chance that someone watching this on the Women's Pro Wrestling Network, quick plug for me, uh, if they needed to hear the description of who pretty badass Kelly Klein is and what she's about, describe her to them. Okay, well, if pretty badass isn't clear enough, <laughs> I am I'm here to do my best, and I'm here to bring out your best. So if you get in the ring across from me, I'm going to give you all I've got. Some people think that that makes me a bully. I think that shows that I respect you, I respect myself, and I respect wrestling enough to never stop until I win. Uh, yes, now we're going to go into, <laughs> since you brought it up, now I have to ask, or I have to mention, that did, did I not see you uh, continue past the point of the bell on, a, on occasions in the Ring of Honor? I mean, you know, I... I know that you're, you're, you're a hard-working woman. You, you, you are, you know, like I said earlier, you're a juggernaut in the ring. But uh, sometimes, sometimes, seems like you, you may push it a little hard. Everyone who gets in the ring with me knows what they're getting into. And if you've ever heard the phrase, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, I've made every single one of them stronger. Ms. Klein, it has been a pleasure. Thank you. That was the pretty badass Kelly Klein. Thank you for sitting down and listening to this podcast. And I publicly, of course, want to thank her for allowing us to sit down and have some time with her in between the matches. It's always fun to be able to sit down and uh, chat it up with some of these uh, great young ladies out here on the wrestling circuit. Um, Again, for those who want to see that interview, if you are familiar with our introducing series, uh, there will be a video version of that that will be up, available, and online on the Women's Pro Wrestling Network YouTube channel. You want to keep your eyes out for that. Uh, There are a couple other ones available already. If you are not familiar with the introducing series, uh, we have... uh, uh, kind of a pilot episode there with uh, the last pure athlete Jordan Grace of course the girl on fire Kiara Hogan if you have not become familiar with her you definitely want to become familiar with her go and watch that uh, the party princess Kayla Lynn uh, there, there's a, a good interview with her you know again she's uh, kind of getting her feet wet into the scene also and, and another uh Ring of Honor alumni, if you will, America Strong. She was a uh, one of the last uh, introducing series members. So you can go on there and you can watch those. 
And uh, if you hit the subscribe button on YouTube, of course, you will be notified when this version of Kelly Klein uh, interview appears and the matches that we uh, tape and produce. You will also be aware when those matches show up. So you definitely, definitely need to make sure you hit that subscribe button. Not going to cost you a dime. It's not going to hurt you in any way. It's just hitting the button, or if you're on our Facebook page, you're liking the page, or you know, follow following us on on the various uh, platforms of social media. Uh, again, you know, our Twitter we just kind of just now really getting rolling on, but we would be more than happy and welcome you with open arms to come in and and uh, follow us on Twitter as well. Uh, if you are looking to know what our schedule is for the podcast because we've got a couple of interviews in the in the can already and they are ready to roll so for those of you that are looking to see what what we got on deck go to wpnwrestling.com the podcast schedule is right there on the front page uh, right in between the uh, icon for the wrestler profiles and, and the icon for downloading the podcast which you can do directly from our our website. Uh, of course, I encourage you to uh, go on to iTunes and download from there. If you are an iTunes subscriber, again, the podcast is free, not going to cost anything there. So if you're on a, uh, a lengthy trip and you want to get to know some of your favorite uh, lady wrestlers, this is the way to do it. Um, coming up in the next interview on uh, next Friday will be Reality of Wrestlings. You know Reality of Wrestling. Booker T's promotion out in Texas. Reality of Wrestling's Diamonds Division Champion, Kylie Ray, will join me on the on the podcast, and she's going to talk about her career, and she is almost brand new. And surprisingly enough, on her first outing in the uh, Reality of Wrestling ring, she went 4-1. and won the Diamonds Division Championship, so that was uh, that was fun, and she's really excitable, got a, got a lot of energy underneath her. Uh, following that podcast, uh, you hear some interviews that you may want to keep your eyes out for and ears tuned in to hear. The exclamation point, Kennedy Brink, was a very well-traveled young lady, and the trifecta, MJ Jenkins, who is uh, quite entertaining in her own right. So those are some good interviews, ready to go. Uh, you can catch those again at any given time. Go to our website, all roads lead to WPNWrestling.com. If you ever have to find our stuff, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Patreon. Patreon, of course, is a, a way to support the show. If you like what you hear, you know, it is not a requirement you know, you can support it a number of ways, sharing it with your friends, liking the material, subscribing to the, the channels. But if uh, you choose to go the extra mile to see see us uh, kind of elevate the, the material and the content that we bring you, you can become one of our Patreon supporters and uh, help the shows out. And by shows, I mean all of them. I mean our introducing series. I mean the wrestling. I mean the podcast. Anything that you do helps us out a great deal and so that's it folks i certainly appreciate everything that you've done for our, our show just by being here and listening to this it helps us out a lot it pushes up the numbers it helps the uh the people know that there, there is a fan base for uh, this product and a fan base for the women that's out there 
And believe me, even though, you know, we're, we're fans of these young ladies, uh, there, there are others out there, supporters, sponsors, advertisers that don't quite see the, the big deal. And they, they never will, if you don't support things like this, if you don't show them the numbers. The numbers is what counts. They don't care about anything else that I say, but if you if you show the numbers that there are hundreds or thousands of people that listen to it or watch the matches or attend the shows and all that good stuff, it, it makes a huge difference. So I want to thank you for that. On behalf of the women, I thank you again. So until the next show, make sure that you come back in for uh, Kylie Ray, Diamonds Division's champion. Uh, hit the subscribe button wherever you may find it, and it will pop up on your feed. And that's it. We will see you guys around. Take care. Thank you for listening to the WPN's Rights and Wrongs of Pro Wrestling. If you have questions or comments, please contact us via our Facebook or our YouTube channel at the Women's Pro Wrestling Network. If you're new to the WPN, feel free to subscribe to our channel and like our page. We appreciate your support. Thank you again for listening.